Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Vince Coakley radio program continues without Vince on this Monday. Recovering Congressman, High Point native, proud NC State alumnus, and former Channel 4 Greenville sports anchor, J.D. Hayworth behind the mic. And oh, did I mention, oh yeah, former member of Congress. I was in for six terms, 12 years. And it was an edumacation and no disrespect intended to the outstanding broadcasters who sit behind the mics and talk radio. But as a broadcaster who went to Congress and came out of Congress, I think I'm somewhat well positioned to tell you what goes on there. And I know the personalities and how the personalities affect uh, what happens. Now, I promised you last hour, this hour, we were going to deal with the Donald Trump debacle. Not a debacle because of the 45th president. No, no, what's happening right now with, uh, they need to take out the big jackhammer on the front of what we used to call the Department of Justice. And they need to change that to two words, just us. Meaning the left. And oh yeah, while they're at it, they need to go over on the east front of the Capitol across the street there to our Supreme Court and uh, go ahead and, and hammer out equal justice under law and change that first word to special justice. Let me just flip over the cards for you and let me give you my brutally honest assessment of what's coming down the pike. Get ready to see the 45th president of the United States in handcuffs. And no, it's not because of all the hoo-ha and all this stuff churning around, all this deliberate disinformation. It's because the Department of Just Us and, sad to say, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, well, as the former Director of National Intelligence and, before that, a member of Congress, John Ratcliffe, Republican of Texas, has said the FBI and DOJ have become the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. Oh, and you go to uh, the Internet News back in the day when Matt Drudge was running the Drudge Report. You could usually count 
on um, getting the other side of the story and getting the big stories. Like, for example, when uh, when Old Mel Clinton was involved in a little extracurricular Oval Office action with a, with a White House intern. And Michael Spikey Isakoff and Newsweek, back when it was something, tried to suppress the story. <laughs> Matt Drudge got that out, but that was then, this is now. Matt took a multi-million dollar payoff and is living on some island somewhere. And the folks running the Drudge Report now, those guys uh, are clones of all the, we shouldn't call them mainstreamers, all the corporate media folks with a leftist agenda. This morning, their big headline is, Plea Bargain Don. So they're telling you that Trump's going to try to cop a plea. Don't think so. No, no, that's okay. Because just like you saw with an impeachment over a phone call where they dragged out that little twerp, one half of the uh, Ukrainian twins who had come to the country and somehow gotten into special forces... Somehow I'm guessing that guy and his brother didn't have to do real push-ups or real running. Anyway, they had, the, the, the dude looked like Flounder from Animal House, Colonel Vinkman. And Vinkman out there, the, the same guy who admitted under oath he had been offered a job in his native country, the Ukraine, to come home and be defense minister while he's wearing the uniform of the United States Army. And he says to, uh, I guess it was Devin Nunez, uh, please address me as Colonel Vinkman, sir. I'm a colonel. So Flounder gets up there and lies about the phone call. So they get impeachment number one there. And then while we're on the theme of Animal House, it was like Dean Wormer and double secret probation. Donald Trump was out of office. <laughs> and and the, uh, the Democrats hold a second impeachment anyway. Now that on the surface would appear to be stupid, but it gives the leftist lawyers the, the chance to inject the word insurrection. And never mind the FBI plants and Ray Epps, former resident of Queen Creek, Arizona, what used to be my district, I'm talking about you, quote, gentle giant. The, the same guy, the New York Times, in their video, they called Ray Epps one of the pre-planners of the dust-up at the Capitol. Then, by last month, he was a victim of conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's the bottom line. Let me just flip over the cards. As I said, they're going to put President Trump in handcuffs. It will not be based on the law. It will be based on politics. And let me tell you, growing up in the Carolinas, I had a lot of conservative friends who were raised in old-line Democrat families, and as recently as, well, maybe it ain't recent, but, but when I was finishing up at NC State and uh, being student body president, I was the lone Republican on the board of trustees, and I'd ask my pals, 
I'd say, why are you a registered Democrat? You're as conservative as I am. They go, yeah, I got to stay Democrat, vote in the primary. Because that's what they heard from their daddy and their daddy's daddy. A lot of it's changed, but there's still some Democrats in North and South Carolina. They're a rare breed, they're conservative, and they remain in their party based on DNA rather than the facts. So I'm going to go to a former Democrat, full disclosure, she was my campaign attorney and represented me in other venues where, oh boy, I'll have to tell you the story <laughs> sometime. Don't have time right now. Cleta Mitchell of Oklahoma, now with a big Washington, D.C. law firm. She famously wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal. And as wrong as the Wall Street Journal is about illegal immigration, how it loves open borders, kind of like that Fred Travelina game show, Anything for Money, that tends to be the whole deal with the Wall Street Journal. The guest column by Cleta Mitchell explained, if the left doesn't win, the left doesn't eat. What this is basically is a mob action, like, you know, the guys who sell protection, be unfortunate if something should happen. They got to get Trump before Trump gets them. As president, he has the right to declassify stuff. He was declassifying all the Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, that 6'8 ethical pygmy, Jim Comey, was running the FBI up to his earlobes in that. That's why they got to get rid of Trump. That's why he's going to be in handcuffs. And when we come back, the canary in the coal mine. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. The number to call toll-free from any place. Recovering Congressman J.D. Hayworth behind the mic for Vince Coakley. And as I was saying earlier, uh, yeah, uh, the Department of Just Us wants to slap those handcuffs on Donald Trump. Uh, and for them, it's a matter of necessity, not just, quote, hatred. See, they got to get to him. They got to they gotta figure out a way to keep the guy from running for president. How bad is it? Historian Michael Beschloss, 
who's a guy I used to respect. His book May Day about Francis Gary Powers going down over the Soviet Union and the relationship between Ike and Khrushchev, and then his later books about old Lyndon's taping operation, what Lyndon had to say on those White House tapes. Pretty good books, but he's, he's lost it. He tweeted out, this is sick. Beschloss tweets out uh, a picture of Trump and basically saying Trump should be executed. And then General Michael Hayden, uh, who was in the intelligence operations during the Bush administration, who used to be one of my regular guests when I was on Newsmax TV, who I thought was a guy well-grounded in what was going on in the world. <laughs> Mike Hayden tweets out, sounds about right. The swamp monsters don't want Trump around. Why? Because they're smarter than all of us. Oh, and you get it, some in the Republican ranks, the open border types, they're smarter by the open borders will help because it'll depress wages and make agri-billionaires even more money. One of the guys, uh, I guess it was Joanne Woodward, she went for a time to Greenville High School down there in the upstate. And then, of course, didn't she win the Academy Award for Three Faces of Eve? Well, add another uh, acting job to uh, the senior senator from South Carolina, who at times I call the Swamp Fox, and at other times I call Lindsay the Lilac. You always get the two faces of Lindsay. Remember back when he was John McCain's uh, Sancho Panza to McCain's Don Quixote? Remember he gets up, if you don't believe in letting these folks in, you're a racist. And then election time came up, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be tough on this border. Well, the canary in the coal mine is gonna be Lindsey Graham. Because like Tillis, he's, uh, he's two years into a six year term, so he's gotta start to turn, gotta do that, uh, that whole signal to the swamp community that everything's cool, don't you know? So it started last week, and look, I'm not a big Jesse Waters fan. I, I kind of get tired of watching him impersonate Bill O'Reilly on television, all the mannerisms, all the inflections. But Jesse was right about this crazy raid of Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's house. And here comes Lindsey and Jesse Waters... It's almost like, metaphorically speaking, Jesse is waterboarding Lindsay. And so we get an incredible admission from South Carolina senior senator as Lindsay the Lilac starts to wilt on the Fox News Channel, Cut 10. I can't make them stop. I can urge them and stop the process of normal business in the Senate until we know more. Well, Lindsay, just one question. What the heck have you done to stop the normal business process of the Senate? And you're going to your old, old Mitch McConnell. Got to take a long view. Boy, yeah, Mitch took the long view. We didn't hear anything out of him for, what, 24 hours after the raid? Oh, and we do know more now. Because by Thursday, there was Merrick Garland, Attorney General of the United States, looking incredibly uncomfortable why now granted i'm 
not a law enforcement official. I'm not a lawyer, never played one on TV. But Merrick Garland as AG looked like a guy who um, was very uncomfortable saying what he had to say. He comes out, I authorized the raid, but I'm not supposed to call it raid search because we don't want to call it raid because that's what it really was. And then he warns you and me, don't you dare say anything to criticize the FBI or the Department of Just Us. Cut 11. Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the sad fact is we just heard, I mentioned it a second ago, former Texas congressman, former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe of, uh, well, he's, he's incredibly candid. He pointed out. The FBI and the DOJ have become the enforcement arm of the Democrat Party. In fact, it's, it's so sad. The FBI just ought to go ahead and change its initials to DEM, Department of Enforcement, for the majority. The current majority is not going to last long on Election Day, which brings me to another point. Don't get suckered in. It's one thing to protest, but what the dominant media culture is trying to say about you and me right now is if we criticize, we must be the same people who, who, want, who want something bad to happen to those folks. No, no, I didn't tweet out that sick thing that Michael Beschloss tweeted out. I have profound disagreements. But I hold on to a great piece of advice from Ronald Wilson Reagan, the 40th president of the United States, who said, it's much better. The preferable way to change things is with ballots, B-A-L-O-T-S, ballots, not bullets. But the spin from the swamp is that if you criticize, you're hoping bad things happen to these loyal, dedicated, and patriotic public servants. No, I'll tell you this. I have noticed this with the left. Whenever they do something where there's blowback, the first place they run is to say, oh, I'm getting threats. Hey, when I was in public office, I got them all the time. Welcome to the club. I didn't run out to the cameras. No, in the old days, we used to report it to the Capitol Police, and then the Capitol Police would take it up with the, uh, with the FBI to go take a look at threats in your home district. Gee, maybe they ought to rethink that. When we come back, the little slime ball, he looked like the model from the boys' department at Penny's. Now he looks like a porn actor, and he's trying to talk bad stuff about us. It's J.D. for Vince. Stay with me.
Toll free from any place, 1-800-928-1110. J.D. Hayworth in for Vince Coakley on the eponymously named Vince Coakley radio program. Before the break, I said, well, uh, if, if official Washington decides to totally try to cashier Donald Trump in terms of uh, not allowing him to run for public office anymore, figuring out a way to, to do it. Uh, uh, Eric Holder, who, by the way, was held in contempt of Congress and never, never charged with a crime or prosecuted in the District of Columbia on a podcast last week, said, yeah, he thought that President Trump would soon be doing the perp walk. And boy, when you got a, a real guardian of public safety like Eric Holder, oh boy, you better believe it. Now, another guy from uh, the Hall of Shame on the left, the loathsome California Congressman Eric Swalwell, when he was first elected, I, he reminded me of one of the little mannequins in the boys' department over at J.C. Penney, but as befits his sullied reputation, having romantic entanglements with a communist Chinese spy and walking through all that, still serving on the Intelligence Committee, Eric Swalwell said, wait a minute, we got elections coming up. We got to get on the on the right side of defending law enforcement. That's why the new narrative that you heard all yesterday on the Sunday shows is, well, these Republicans aren't standing behind law enforcement when they dare object at the way the FBI and the Department of Just Us have become political tools of the Democrat Party. So, Swalwell, now with a beard, looking like he's auditioning uh, for parts in certain... <clears throat> nasty videos comes up with this little gem of a sound bite on MSNBC, which of course stands for makeup stuff and never believe conservatives. This is cut 12. All law enforcement uh, are at risk. And, and so this party, by the way, who has told us for so long that they back the blue and the Democrats want to defund the police. When you talk like this, it doesn't sound like you're pro cop. It sounds like you're pro coup. Oh, isn't that clever? And of course, uh, Eric, with, with that little turn of phrase, we're supposed to forget about the fact that you turned your back on law-abiding Americans. All you guys using the rioters, not peaceful protesters, rioters in the spring and summer of 2020 to destroy cities and small businesses and the rule of law and bail out all the crooks doing it. Yeah, you guys really care about law enforcement. What's more? And let's just say it the way it was. Eric, you went bang, bang with Fang Fang, the Chinese spy, loving up a communist Chinese spy. So I guess you're pro-red China, and yet you're still on the intelligence committee. Shows you that Nancy Pelosi doesn't have much intelligence, but she knows how to wield power. Now, the ranking member, the top Republican on the Intel Committee, went on CNN's State of the Union yesterday, and he points out a basic truth, or what should be a basic truth, when it comes to Donald Trump 
and the current attorney general, cut 13. No one is above the law. Donald Trump is not above the law, and Attorney General Garland is not above the law either. And um, Congress has the powers of oversight. He needs to comply. We've seen material like this before. We've seen materials that have been uh, submitted to courts for, uh, for warrants. This is not unprecedented. His actions are unprecedented in history, and he has a lot of questions to answer. Yeah, but don't expect Merrick Garland to really be grilled. Don't, don't expect him to show up anytime soon in front of the House or Senate Judiciary Committees. But wouldn't it be interesting if he did show up in front of the Senate Committee? I know Republicans are in the minority, but Chuck Grassley, the most senior of senators, already sounded the alarm on the FBI in his kind of mild-mannered but persistent way. But if he does get in front of the committee, Watch for old Lindsey Graham to start cussing. When Lindsey Graham starts cussing, then you know it's like when old Joe Biden gets up, you can trust me on this, my word is a Biden. For some reason, Lindsey thinks if he, if he starts cussing, throws out a few H-E double hockey sticks, that's like giving H-E double hockey sticks to the left. Oh yeah, that's tough. And respectfully with Mike Turner, and understand Mike Turner before all this hoo-ha was regarded as a stable, moderate Republican, former mayor of Dayton, Ohio. Now, I'm sure on CNN yesterday, they were giving him the what for about what went on with the crazy guys showing up in the reception area of the FBI with a staple gun and a firearm. And the FBI and local law enforcement gave chase up the interstate out of the other Queen City. Cincinnati, Queen City of the West, as it was called back in the day. And the guy is eventually, um, well, his life has ended. But the whole notion is they want to give Republicans ownership of all that stuff. And so Mike Turner, stepping in, I'm sure got static from CNN, but respectfully, when Mike says that no one is above the law, Neither President Trump nor Attorney General Merrick Garland. Let me offer this gentle correction. The slime ball we just heard from, Eric Swalwell, he's above the law. Why ain't he in the slammer for consorting with a communist spy? Hunter Biden, he's above the law, even though he's down there in the low country down at Kiowa Island enjoying vacation. You really think the U.S. attorney for Delaware is going to bring charges? And we know that Hillary Clinton's above the law. Uh-huh. Department of Just Us. That's the sad fact that you got to keep in mind. It's J.D. for Vince. Heading down the home stretch on the Vince Coakley program, former Channel 4 sports anchor J.D. Hayworth with you. Just you and me, exclusive upstate content. I'm not going to use the term just us any longer, given what Merrick Garland is up to. 
Hey, you know what's funny? And every time we get together like this, I feel I have to apologize for, in essence, growing up in front of you. I came to Greenville a month before my 23rd birthday and left, um, what, five years later uh, before my 28th birthday. So I did a lot of growing up, but I was still a young man in a hurry and at times just as immature and idiot as you could be as a public figure. Always thought my career would be Raleigh-Durham to Greenville-Spartanburg to Atlanta. That was not the case. But another young television presence has now headed south on 85 to Atlanta. Cody Alcorn, who was at Fox Carolina, about a week ago on uh, LinkedIn, he shared a post from a family. He writes, uh, I received a message on my last day at Fox Carolina that changed my, good, my goodbye email to my colleagues. While the email was not intended for everyone to see, I feel it had a message we should all carry within us. So let me just read it. Cody, I'm not sure if you'll have a chance to read all of this, but my family remembers the day we met you so many years ago. You were at Greenville Children's Hospital doing a radiothon to raise money. And there's a little, a little tweet from Cody where a young man, Michael, wanted to hear blurred lines. He was in a wheelchair. He, uh, the meds he was giving him made him a little blurry, and that's what Cody posted on Twitter. Uh, the parent continues the narrative here. My son asked to be wheeled over to you and requested blurred lines because he was still high from his surgery. You were so kind to him by playing that song. Fast forward and years have gone by and we haven't had a chance encounter since then, but your transparency and kindness continue to make an impact in our lives. Yes, by far you're the best reporter there is. We try not to miss our 10 o'clock news. Yes, we are fans. But we're more than fans of an amazing anchor as we are fans of an amazing human. A year and a half ago, we lost our 26-year-old son to epilepsy. Because of your transparency, that same little boy you played blurred lines for found himself missing his big brother and was having a hard time moving forward until he remembered you also lost a brother and pushed through. Felt the pain, still do, but you've not allowed that trauma to determine your future. By example, without you even knowing it, I believe you saved that little boy, my little boy, because of the human you are. It's strange how somehow you have a chance encounter with uh, or watch uh, with someone you watch every day and how that can change the course of one's life but you, my friend, have accomplished just that. It is so bittersweet to see you go, but we know you are off, ready to inspire others through life's journey with no blurred lines. Wishing you the best and my deepest gratitude. Thank you for being real, human, and kind. Much love. P.S. Here is a picture years later since that meeting at Greenville Children's Hospital this young man grown up and able to move forward because he saw a great man do it before him. We often, those of us blessed to be in broadcasting, have a love-hate relationship with this profession. 
At times it can be brutal. It is a public profession, which is why when you and I have these moments together, just you and me in the upstate of South Carolina, I have to issue almost an obligatory disclaimer for being such a young man in a hurry and being consumed in a lot of ways with the fame portion of the gig, because that was back in the in the 80s, the uh, Ron Burgundy time, hey, I'm somebody who's kind of a big deal, but I hope despite that, I hope you remember the reading program we had in the schools, inspiring kids to read. I hope you remember the civic clubs and the different groups with whom I spoke. I hope you remember chance encounters where I wasn't sophomoric, but I hope sensitive. Coming out to my car in, um, I've told you before, when I signed a renewal deal with Channel 4, I got this black 1984 Corvette, and I drive and park it in front of the station over there on East Rutherford. And I came out to the car, and there was a note one day young lady who in university, I forget where she was going to school, but I, I think she'd gone to Wade Hampton. I went by and did a whole bit on, uh, on Shakespeare. Trying to explain the taming of the shrew was kind of like Elizabethan Neil Simon. And the lovely Miss Susan Edwards, as I recall, was my opposite number as the actress over at uh, Wade Hampton, even though Susan, I guess, had gone to J.L. Mann and then was finishing up a degree in accounting at Clemson. She had gone off and done the New York actress thing and come back home. And so we had fun doing that stuff. But the young girl left a note saying, you know, based on what you came and did that day at school and talking about Shakespeare, I changed my major to English literature. I've become a Shakespearean scholar. Making a difference like that. And maybe you were in class when I came to read. I hope, despite my faults, which are legion, I hope in just the way more recently Cody at Fox Carolina touched your lives, I hope that way back when at Channel 10 I did that. For Vince Coakley, J.D. Hayworth, stay brave, stay free, stay tuned. And hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.